This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Well, again, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. As we get ready during these very busy time, and it will remain busy now that we know we have a uh, Knicks Heat series to look forward to. That will begin on Sunday and everything else going on. But it's NFL draft time. We welcome in the former general manager of the Jets, and, and now you see him on ESPN and with the 33rd team, and that's Mike Tannenbaum. Mr. T, how are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, you know, it's an intriguing draft, Mike, from – a lot of standpoints, but rarely do you have this much confusion about the first quarterback this late. I mean, usually things are decided. And I think if if Young was 6'3", we wouldn't even be having any discussions. I mean, he'd be as sure a pick as Andrew Luck. But he is 5'10", if you really want to measure him. And that scares people that he's 5'10". They worry about him. Size-wise, they worry about him getting hurt, but he's a terrific player. What do you think happens? Do you think he goes one, or do you think it's Levis or one of these other guys who seems to be now a hot uh, topic in the last minutes? Yeah, great to be with you, Mike, as always. And I will say this, talking to countless people in and around the situation, I am as certain as certain can be that it is going to be Bryce Young. Um, I know there were some things out there, and the odds changed for a minute with Levis, but I am telling you, talking to countless people on both the player side, the team side, it will be Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama with the first pick. Okay, and I think it should be. You know, I think he's a terrific player, except he's 5'10". It scares people. You know, Joe Montana, who was not 6'2", he was really six and a half inch. And then that was considered small. He was 180 pounds. Young's 204 pounds. He's a little more solidly built, but they worried about him getting hurt. Uh, There's not a lot not to like about Young. Yeah, I I agree. You know, he has quickness, Mike. And if you think about comps, it's going to be Breeze. It's going to be Russell Wilson. He has a great arm, great anticipation. He's just small. And that is a concern long term when you think about, like, the rigors of the NFL. But he's a very talented passer. Uh, Houston, I think, is not going to take a quarterback. Uh, I keep hearing that from people I trust, that that they decided that they would rather wait take a defender, take one of the guys on the edge, and then they really want to target Khalid Williams next year after they have what they call a rebuilding year. Do you think that's true, or do you think they'll go in there and not be able to resist the quarterback? I I, I think it would be egregious malpractice for them not to take a quarterback. You know, Mike, when you think about what's going on in the AFC now with Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, how can you drive to the stadium and say that we have any shot whatsoever playing with Davis Mills? You have a new head coach that you're trying to break in. I think it's I think it's really malpractice if they if they if Stroud's sitting there, uh, uh, like how do you run a franchise and think you're going to win any games with Davis Mills against that lineup? 
But can is it fair, Mike, that they sell him on? Let me take my defensive guys now. I'm a defensive guy, and I love Kaleeb Williams next year. We won't win a whole lot of games. We'll be in the market. We'll be able to get Kaleeb Williams. That's the guy we want. We think he's going to be a great quarterback. Can they can they sell that? Uh, not to the franchise, but can they sell that internally if that's the plan? I think you start eviscerating the credibility of D'Amico Ryans because you come in now – He's got the job that he deserves, and when you go 2-15 and 15 and get your brains beaten every week, people start questioning your leader. It's human nature. And if you have a chance to get a B or better at quarterback, and look, a million things could happen. We saw all last year that, you know, Houston was on the clock until they weren't, and then it was Chicago. And, Mike, you know, like what happens is some other team has a catastrophic injury, and all of a sudden they have a worse record than Houston. Like too many things can happen to plan that. Um, Levis is talking about how high he's going to go in the draft. Uh, maybe he's right. Maybe he's wrong. There's talk about him as, as high as one, maybe two. There's talk of him, obviously at four. We're looking for a trade for Arizona at three. Do you think there is a trade and one of the quarterback needy teams jumps up to three and takes the quarterback? I do, and if I'm Indy, I'm scared to death of that scenario. I'd rather give up a third-round pick with Arizona if I'm Indy, Mike, just to make sure that I can get the quarterback I want. Sometimes you want to play a little offense to play defense, and to me, you know, it could be Tennessee coming up. It could be the Raiders, you know, that signed Jimmy G, but we know that's somewhat tenuous. So if I'm Indy, I may go up, overpay slightly to know that I get the guy I want. And who do you think they want? Levis. Okay. I think it's going to be Will Levis. Uh, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. All right. So you think he's the third guy. What do you think happens to Anthony Richardson here? I think he goes in the top ten, and I love him. I think he has a chance to be really good, but he needs at least a year of development. We think about Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, even going back to like Chad Payton. Those guys sat, and they need to sit. Anthony Richardson's only played 13 games. Like He needs to sit. He needs to be developed. Um, who's the best non quarterback in the draft? Oh, that's a great question. If we're just talking about football players, Mike, I'm going with B. John Robinson. I, I sat down with uh, Tom Herman a couple of weeks ago, and Tom was the head coach at Texas and recruited him there. B. John Robinson's a great receiver. You can put him in the slot. You put a linebacker on him, just throw him the ball every time. He has hey, great if, hands. If it's 1968, route. Mike, uh, if it's 1998, he goes in the top three picks in the draft. There's not even a question. He might even go in the top two picks in the draft. He's that good a player. Now, though, people don't want to pick running backs in the first round. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But as a football player, he's that good. So how high do you think he goes? Probably 15 to 18, and I, which I think someone's going to get tremendous value. I don't think he gets past Dallas if he gets into the 20s. I, candidly, if I'm the Giants, I can't rule that out either. You know, just from a standpoint of, uh, look, Saquon's on a one-year deal. This guy's a great great football player think about it you're talking about him halfway down the down the round and he might be one of the better all-around players in the draft so it just shows you how far down people and and in this game i understand it i wouldn't give i wouldn't give up great value for a running back and i wouldn't pay great money for a running back i just wouldn't the way the game is played now a lot of people think anderson will be the first guy who's a non-quarterback you buy that or you got somebody else yeah, I, I think that's the chalk. I, I like it, Mike. I think 
Um, he is a really solid player. He's probably better against the run than people realize. He's strong. He's stout. He's not Von Miller. He's not like just tremendously quick off the edge, but he's going to beat you with length and power. Um, really solid player. Eight to ten sack a year guy. You're going to be really happy he's on your team. All right. Uh, you mentioned Indy maybe protecting itself by going up to three. If they don't go to three and they stay at four and they feel comfortable, they can uh, sit at four. Who jumps into three to maybe take Richardson or to try to take a quarterback? Who's the most likely team? Tennessee? Yeah, I think. To, and again, the other one might to me is the Raiders. You know, like if I'm McDaniels, I got to win enough games to keep my job. So that's why I got Jimmy G. But who's my quarterback of the future? And that's why I think somebody could come up for Levis. Somebody's going to fall in love with Anthony Richardson because, again, his ceiling's way too high, Mike. Um, so to me, there's going to be, I think it's Indy. I think it's the Raiders. And then you get into another group of, of teams like a Minnesota. Seattle should come out of this with a quarterback as well. So um, there's a number of teams that will be in the mix. What did you think? Let me, uh, for a side, what did you think about the Jet? Uh, pack a trade from a standpoint of both teams after the long, you know, uh, stare down. What, what did you think about how each team came out? I, I think a couple things. I think the Jets had to pay the bill. They, they, they had no choice, you know, with Zach Wilson not working out. If I'm them, I'm worried about, you know, that old expression bike. When you're talking about being retired, you are retired. And you may have no quarterback and no first-round pick next year, and that's a scary place to be. But, look, you got a shot this year, and I totally understand why they do it. I, I think Green Bay did really well. They they saved $60 million for a guy that didn't want to be there. And you got ostensibly a third-round pick by flipping in the first, a second, and, a, and probably a one next year. So if I'm Green Bay, I think they did really well. Do you, uh, do you think the Jets should have played hard? Now, listen, they had to take Ryan. I mean, they had to take Rodgers. We know that they had no other answer, and I, I think they, I think Rodgers will do very well. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the side of Rodgers having a big year. I still think he's got a lot left, and I think as long as you put enough talent around him and protect him, I think he can be a lot of what Aaron Rodgers has been. I don't think he's done. I don't. I know he's goofy, and that worries me. It always worries you late in their career, but he is a all-time great player. He's not a good player. He's an all-time great player. I think there's still a lot left there. I don't mind what the Jets gave up. But could the Jets have won the stare down if they had held out? Would the Packers have – I don't see where the Packers could have gone financially. I think they would have had a fold. Uh, A lot of people wondered about that. Do you think they did a good job in that regard or not a good job? No, I I, – look – we could quibble about they could have protected themselves a little bit better and that's fair, but here's what I do like just building on what you said there, Mike, he has to be in the off season program. You know, you're going against Mahomes and burrow and guys that have had thousands and thousands of reps. So I'm actually okay with that part of it. I wouldn't have liked to trade for them if they gave the premium after the draft. So if you're going to pay a little bit extra, Let's do it before the draft. He had to get in there. I agree with you. He had to get in there and get going. I, I, I totally agree. And that's why I think at 15 with the Jets, we're talking with Mike Tannenbaum, Mr. T. Uh, uh, I believe the Jets have to give him another weapon right now. I don't want to. They don't need to draft a defensive player right now. I love their defense. I, I don't need another defensive player. What I do need 
is another piece. Now, if you could give me an offensive lineman who you can tell me can't miss, I'll take him, but I don't think there's one there at that spot. I want them to draft the Notre Dame tight end, my mayor, there. I, and I'll tell you why. I'm telling you, I've watched this kid a lot. I know he didn't run fast at the Combine. They are going to be so – now, I like Kincaid, the other tight end from Utah. I watched him play a lot of games. I watched him play in the bowl game. He's a good player. He is not Mayer. Mayer is a three-down tight end, and he is the next Bavaro. And Bavaro was a game-changer at tight end. That's how good this guy can be as a blocker in the red zone. He's got great hands. He's a guy who wants to play every down. He is 6'4", 265. He's built like granite. And I think if you put him in that offense with Wilson and Hall with Rodgers, I think they would take off. So if I'm the Jets, I, I, I would pray that that's who they would take at 15. Now, that most people don't have him that high because he, he didn't run fast enough for him. That's the only thing they don't like is he didn't run fast enough. means nothing in their game. Nothing. He doesn't have to run more than 35 yards. It, it means nothing. That's how good I think that guy's going to be. I, I agree with most of what you said. I, I like Mayer a lot. I thought Drew Pine was an underrated quarterback at Notre Dame, transferred to Arizona State. But to me, the biggest question, though, is who's your left tackle in that scenario? And Makai Becton's played one out of the last 34 games. Dwayne Brown is very, very old and durability issues there. So to me, I love Mayer. I think he's a really good player. I agree with all that, Mike. But who's your left tackle? But here's the thing, Mike. You think you can get a player that you're going to plug in first year right into that offensive line at 15? Who is he? Well, you, you know, Paris Johnson, I don't think he's going to be there. Um, you know, maybe it's Anton Harrison from Oklahoma, Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Um, both guys that I like, they're not elite. I think that's totally fair, Mike. But again, my concern is, like, who's your left tackle on opening day? Because if there's an Achilles heel for the Jets, it's going to be your quarterback's older. If you can protect Aaron Rodgers, can make all the throws. And that to me, and I just know going back to Testaverde, Favre, even when we had Jay Cutler in Miami, Mike, these quarterbacks, when they get older, they don't want to get hit. And it's it starts with protection. Listen, I agree. Offensive line is as critical as anything. And if I if you can give me a player, Mike, that you can plug right into that line, I'll I'll say okay. But I think if you give them a star tight end who can be that kind of every down player. He's a really good blocker. He's an exceptional blocker. He's 265 pounds. He's got great hands. He's a big playmaker. He's great in the red zone. He's a perfect kid for that, for, for an Aaron Rodgers type of offense where you play with a smart, accurate quarterback. I think he would just take the offense to another level. Uh, I would love to see him. I, I think he is going to be a big star in the NFL, this player. Yeah, I, I, I can't. Like, I don't disagree. I, I, I like it. I just, my question is, who, who is the Jets' left tackle on opening day? I think it's a very that, fair the, question. And uh, the offensive line is a, is a concern. Listen, the biggest concern they have is another weapon behind Hall and Wilson that you can count on with the Jets and the offensive line. Because their defense, I think, is Super Bowl ready. I think that's how good their defense is right now. I think the Jets are going to be pretty good this year. I really do. I think, I think they are going to 
not only matter, I think they are going to have a very big year. I really do. I think this works for the Jets. I think the Jets, it's been a long time coming. I think the Jets are going to be a big deal this year. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, it's, 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 a, it's exciting for the city. You know, the Knicks just won their first playoff series in, in 10 years. And uh, we know what New York's like when teams are playing well. Absolutely. And for, to have the Knicks doing what they're doing. And to have the garden lit up, and hopefully if the Rangers can advance past the Devils, um, to have the garden lit up in May again for the first time in years. I mean, it's been a long, long time. And then to have the Giants on the rebound. Now, I think the Giants could take a step back next year and even be better because they won about five or six games with mirrors last year. I mean, let's be honest. They beat good teams, and they were down 10 and 13 points to half to good teams and came back and beat them. Um they could be a better team, a sounder team, and still win fewer games than they did last year. But I think the Jets are going to have a great year. I really do. And I'm really excited about this with Rodgers because I think, I think he's got a lot left. I think he was just very disillusioned by what was around him last year. You know, it started with some bad drops in the first week, and it never stopped. And I think it really bothered him. I think, and, and I also, I have to be fair, Mike, I worry about the coaching with the Jets. I don't know if the – Dable – was great last year. Dable and and his defensive coordinator were absolutely superstars last year. They they did as well as you can do on on the sideline. I don't trust the Jets on the sideline. I don't trust the head coach. I don't trust their sideline. I don't trust their offense. And I, I worry about them from that standpoint. But I think Rodgers will elevate them by just his mere presence. Yeah, I, I agree though. There's something known as a force multiplier. You know, and, um, you know, the grass is greener, the food tastes better. It just, it's incalculable. I know when Brett Favre walked in our building, it's just, it's hard to describe, Mike, but you know it when you see it. You know, it's funny. You guys were riding high that year. And then we know what happened to the rest of the season and where it went, you know. And there was a lot of, a lot of back and forth. Not everybody was on board with Favre. Let's be honest. Now, I think Rogers comes in at a time where he's a better player. See, Rodgers, I think, wants to prove that he still has it. Favre was just looking for a way to get to Minnesota. He was trying to use the Jets to get to Minnesota, which wasn't fair. That was what Favre, Favre was being manipulative. I don't think Rodgers is being manipulative. I think he wants to prove to everybody that he can still play. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's exactly right. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers, what he said, was earnest about I know he feels there's a lot of pressure for him to deliver. And there was no doubt, like, Brett had gas left in the tank, and he wanted to get to Minnesota. And it's fascinating, you know, like, how these things just – there's so many parallels between the two. But I think, look, $60 million is a lot of money. Aaron Rodgers is human. That had to be part of it. But I think meaningfully, I think he wants to prove that he can absolutely still play at a high level and that the Packers were wrong. Um. Do you like – listen, I think Frank Wright got a, a raw deal. Um, there's been a lot of talk about him loving all these quarterbacks except Young. You seem pretty confident, and you have very good sources. We know that. But you seem pretty confident that he's going to take Young. I think Young's the best player. I really do. So you don't think there's any anything else where there's any curveballs involved because – the rumors have been out there, and maybe they want the rumors to be out there, but uh, about all these other quarterbacks, you think Young is the guy at number one no matter what? Yeah, and Will Levis doesn't think he's going number one, and nobody else thinks they're going number one. So um, uh, it's going to be Bryce Young. 
Okay. Um, how about a guy like Hooker, who some people think could be the best quarterback in the whole class? Now, I don't know if he's going to be better than Young because I think Young could be. I think Young could be a really good quarterback. I'm worried about him injury prone a little bit. I have to admit. But I'll tell you, he is an incredibly talented quarterback, and he's smarter than smarter. Than, he, plays, he reminds me of Montana is who he reminds me of. I mean, so that's the kind of player he is. Uh, how about Hooker, and how high do you think he goes? A lot of people are trying to compare him to a, a, a lesser case Mahomes where he comes out of nowhere and turns into a big star. Yeah, I, I love Hinton Hooker, 37-game star, led the nation in yards per pass attempt. Started at Virginia Tech, went to uh, Tennessee. I, I I interviewed him twice on the sidelines of the Orange Bowl before Tennessee played at the Senior Bowl. Mike, he to me has a chance to be the best quarterback, even better than Bryce Young, six three. And you watch the Ted Alabama game; he's throwing the ball down the field forty yards with accuracy against a great defense. So, I think he has a chance to be a star. I, I think he's really, really special. Where do you think he goes? I think Seattle could take him. Let him sit for a year behind Gino. I think 18 is, is realistic for him. So you think there could be that many quarterbacks? You know, there have been a lot of knocks on Stroud, too, Mike, in the last couple of days. Uh, his tests are terrible. Uh, he's got this knock, that knock. His S2 now, which is his test they use now, uh, instead of the Wonderlick, is, it was terrible and this and that. Um, you hear all these rumors all the time and all these knocks all the time. You buy this stuff with Stroud, or do you like Stroud? I like Stroud. I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, I know there's some knocks on him, but I played really good against really, really good competition, so I, I don't see any holes in his game. Would you take Carter real high, or would you be afraid of all the stuff that's surrounding him? I'd be a little concerned. You know, Two people died in that incident, so uh, I think there's a lot of boomer bust in Jalen Carter, and I, w- I would stay away from him and go get somebody that's a little bit more um, you know, certain um, because he could be great, but he's another guy that I just don't know if he loves the game. And who's your favorite wide receiver? You know, it, there's they come in all shapes and sizes. I love Smith and Jigba, but I just don't know if he's going to be able to play. I mean, he played 60 snaps a year ago, and, and that's a really, really big concern. So um, I, I love him if he's healthy, but this is not a great year for receivers, Mike. No, it really isn't. And, uh, you know, a lot of people said he might have been the best of that whole group at Ohio State, but we haven't seen all that. So it's very hard to tell. Usually you get a run on these wide receivers early. I mean, people are always looking for speed in the draft. We know that. So uh, you would expect you would expect these guys to go a little higher than you think because it seems like the wide receivers now every year go a little a little quicker than people might might forecast. You know that? Yeah, no, and, and, you know, I think that's why a guy like Odell Beckham got – I think these receivers, Mike, this year, it's just – it's not it's not a great group. Um, and I think when it's all said and done, two or three of them, like you can talk about Zay Flowers, Smith and Jigba, Jalen Hyde from Tennessee, but it's not a great group. Mike, we mentioned Tennessee. We're talking about Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, we mentioned Tennessee getting a quarterback – uh, who out of the top five that isn't in the top five has to come out of this with a quarterback other than Tennessee? Raiders, I, I think, you think, have uh, to come out of this with yeah, a quarterback? I, I th- Well, I think the Raiders do. I mean, because, again, 
I love Garoppolo, but he can't stay healthy, Mike. So that's um, you know a concern as well from a standpoint of this is a huge year for Josh McDaniels and how are you going to win games? You know, if Garoppolo plays in 10 or 11, so if I, I'm the Raiders and then Minnesota is in that other group as well, Tennessee, those, those are the other teams to me. And the other one that doesn't make any sense to me, Mike is Washington. You know, you're sitting there, it's going to be Jacoby Brissett, who I think is a solid B right. And they like Sam Howell, but that's another team. Yeah. And you know what team who has gone out and put together some players, but still is, you know, you have to wonder about a little bit is Atlanta. What, what, cause Atlanta has been talking about, been a lot of talk about them, uh, maybe making a move up on Richardson, maybe, you know, doing something uh, tonight. Do you think Atlanta is looking to be aggressive or you think they'll sit where they are? I think they're going to sit where they are. I, I think they should. I agree. Like Desmond Ritter is interesting, but he's a big question mark. So like, I, like, that's another one. Um, I don't know why they didn't go after Lamar Jackson. Now, look, I, I wouldn't give Lamar Jackson $230 million fully guaranteed dollars, but I certainly would have looked into it. So if you just take them at face value, it sounds like they're all in on, you know, Desmond. And that's another team where it could get late early. You know, they've been together. I don't think they've done – you look at their roster, I don't know how much better they've been over the last two years. You know, the Giants uh, are sitting at 25. Now, I don't expect you to forecast who's going to get picked at 25, but what do you think's on the Giants' mind right now? Well, a couple of things. I think, you know, again, receiver, they need a frontline difference-making receiver. You know, we just talked about it, Mike. I don't think it's a great year for that position. Um, you know, even though they got Waller, I don't think you could rule out a tight end and maybe another offensive lineman. But in, in a perfect scenario, I, I think – for Daniel Jones to be as good as he can be, Mike, they need a bonafide difference maker. And I think Waller's a really good start, but they need more. And where do you think the big running back goes? You know, you think he's you think he's one of the best five players in the draft, right? I don't think there's any question about that whatsoever. So, and where, so how low do you think he falls? I think, you know, maybe 18. Um, but I think someone's going to get a heck of a steal. And maybe Dallas comes up and, and says, boy, you know, we lost Zeke Elliott. Tony Pollard's coming off of a big injury. He's from Texas. Um, I could see Dallas maybe moving up a little bit for him. Of the good teams last year, the teams that were good last year, Mike, which one scares you the most about where they are right now? You know, probably the Giants, because I agree. They may be better in year two with a worse record. You know, it was just one of those, on opening day, it started. You know, hit the two-point play to beat Tennessee, and they just had a, a great run. Um, but they're building – I like how they're building it, but they may take a little bit of a step back, especially if they don't address the receiver position. So it's young tonight, and then how many quarterbacks uh, will we get rid of in the top five picks? Four? I, well, I don't know if they'll be in the top five, but we'll see four in the top ten, I think. Four in the top ten. And there's no chance anybody but young goes number one. There's no chance. All right. Thanks, Mr. T. Good to talk to you. Okay, thanks so much. So long. Mike Tannenbaum, the former general manager of the Jets, and uh, obviously uh, had a big part in Miami, too, and now working for ESPN, and he works for the 33rd team, which is that uh, NFL site that you can go to. Go to 33rd team, Google it, and you get a lot of good NFL information there, too. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. So here we go, folks, in review. Uh, 
Young, number one, I will listen to Mr. T on that. I expect it anyway. I think he's the best uh, best quarterback. I really do. And I, I worry a little bit about his size. He, he isn't big, uh, but he is very talented. He, he is a very, very good quarterback. Um, the question is what Houston does. I keep hearing now that they will take Henderson and not take a quarterback because they really like Khalid Williams next year. Let's see if they do that, or they trade out of the pick, or they take Stroud, because that will change everything. Then Arizona will clearly trade to somebody who wants a quarterback, whether it's Indiana, Indianapolis moving up one slot uh, to get the quarterback they want, or is it somebody like Tennessee coming in to get a uh, quarterback they want? And then how high does Anthony Richardson go? Uh, clearly has a lot of talk, a uh, lot of talent, but is a bit of a project. He's not very accurate. He's only played 13 games. And then what about Hooker, who some people think is the most talented quarterback in this draft, but has had an injury. And the question is, where do you want to, you're going to have to develop him physically and everything. We know he's got a lot of talent. Some people think more talent than anybody in the draft. So where does he go? Where do you see that name go? How high? How much does the running back drop? Probably a lot. People don't take running backs no matter how talented they are. And this is a talented one. And I've thrown Michael Mayer into the mix here. Listen, I love this guy. I think the Jets should take him at 15. You know, Mark Bavaro was 6'4", 245. This guy is 6'4", 265. If I could tell you that you could get a Bavaro tight end, now, you saw Bavaro play, and he played on one leg. He played with a toe that was such a problem, they had to take the nerve out of his toe eventually, and he couldn't even practice, and that's how good he was and how tough he was. He would have been one of the all-time great players except for injuries. That's how good he was. And I think Mayer's going to be a three-down. He's a great blocker. He can be on the field for every play. He's going to be a red zone force. He's got great hands, highly productive. And the only reason Kincaid is rated ahead of him, and I like Kincaid. I'm not knocking Kincaid as a talent. But Kincaid is the smaller version of the tight end. You know, he's not a great blocker. You know, he's more of a tight end who's going to play a little bit more like a quasi-tight end, okay? This guy is an old-fashioned, great tight end, three-down tight end, playing your running game, be there to block, great at the point of attack, and a tremendous red zone force, and a very good player will break tackles, will be elusive more than you think, where he might not run away from people, but he'll run over them, and he will catch everything. I think he's going to be a terrific player. I would love to see him at 15. I don't know if the Jets would take him that high. Most people don't have him that high because of the fact that he didn't run well at the combine. Who cares? That is so overrated for a tight end. It's ridiculous. You're not looking for this guy that goes 80 yards. He's not Tariq Hill. Okay? He is a three-down tight end who can win at the point of attack and can win 10 yards down the field, can win 15 yards down the field and catch everything. That's how good he can be. So that's a player I have my eye on. For the Jets, uh, if he was there for the Giants, I'd grab him in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. That's how good I think he is. So let's see what happens. We'll have first-round reaction after it's over. We'll obviously preview everything coming up. We still have the Rangers and the Devils. 
to deal with. We still have, obviously, a basketball series that we will be delving into in depth. Off this top right now, can Hart handle the assignment of slowing down Jimmy Butler? That's right now what jumps off the page because that's the matchup that you want to see. Hart with his defense and Butler with who has been all-world just off the charts good in Miami's stunning uh, upset. And let's be honest, this series, Miami's win over, I know the freak was hurt. And he got upset after the series last night. You could tell in the postgame, he wanted to listen to what he said. He had a lot to say after the game, if you listen. Um, this is one of the biggest upsets in NBA playoff history. This is a huge upset. Now, I know he was hurt. Three games, so you got to take that into account. But that's a stunning upset, and they blew big leads in game four and game five. And last night, an elimination game at home with the freak in the game, they blew a 16-point fourth-quarter lead. And Butler has been just off the charts good. He is an assassin on the court. He is unbelievably good. And you got some interesting series because the Lakers and Memphis is interesting. Memphis, you got players guaranteeing that they're going back to Memphis for game seven. Let's see what happens. Uh, I'm, I would be surprised if the Lakers let that happen, but let's see what happens. The Lakers, you know, had to go to overtime to win game four. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in game six there. And uh, there's some good playoff series. You know, Atlanta's done a good job. How about Young's performance in the comeback the Celtics blew a 13-point fourth-quarter lead and could have eliminated uh, the Hawks the other night. And Young went crazy in the fourth quarter and had a great game, 38 points, and scored a ton of points down the stretch of the game. So you're getting performances everywhere and some interesting play. And now we have a fascinating Nick Heat series. Think about the old Nick Heat series. Now we got a Nick Heat series for the next couple of weeks. And as we head towards May to have the garden rocking, as it will be. You know what? It's been a long time coming. Rogers with the Jets, and now the garden rocking deep into May. Hey, it's a good year. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.